Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 131. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Lily, I would like a vigilance check from you. Two purples. One success, one triumph, and two threats. You can take two strain. You recognize Snowball. What's Snowball's current form? Snowball is in the form of, let me think. You recognize a pink ribbon. It's a Miss Pac-Man is what I pictured now. <laughs> what is a good new form for Snowball to have learned? Well, he's been hanging out with Spiky. But he's hanging out with Spiky. He hit a Hydralisk going once. It is actually, it's a full-size Hydralisk. Ooh, he's been oh. eating properly. <laughs> he's been eating properly now. Uh, but you recognize it looks kind of like Spiky, but not. it doesn't have the same like numerous scars, for example. Yeah. And you do see like a pink ribbon. Huh. Snowball kind of looks at you. You're the person who has candy, and he's not got candy in a long time. Oh, and what does he do? Long time for him, like a week and a half. <laughs> That's a long time. That's the longest he's gone. A long time in Snowball's life. I mean, I spoiled the ever-living crap out of this kid. <laughs> you did. Yeah, Snowball's right there. You recognize him. He recognizes you, clearly. Okay. And he, he's like looking, as much as a hydralisk can look cute and look expected. <laughs> with a pink ribbon kind of looking at one of your pockets or whatever so how long has it because then there's this whole queen of blades who was being very scary and now she's just the same as like off her rocker with a random conversation she's going off about some ued stuff and yeah the ueds are jerk you, you beat them you can beat them again and imogen is is occasionally saying things out loud to her so it, it yeah. is a conversation but it does seem like a sporadic all over the place but they're talking it doesn't seem super relevant to you. I mean, I'll sneak him a candy. Or I'll just give him one. I can sneak him one if it seems like he'll be distracting to whatever these Skull guys are doing. I think, like, flicking him a candy is... Yeah, give me a skullduggery. <laughs> uh, to make, like, three purples. To sneak him a candy. Yeah. I mean, she is also kind of reckless. It's not a good idea, probably. No, definitely not. But she'll try it. Aiden and Ted were dismissed when I handed over the USB stick? Yes. Did Blight also leave, or is Blight here? Ah, uh, Blight's hanging out. It's a failure in two threats. I did use my natural criminal. Oh. And that was the second roll. That's a power. You, like, try to toss it to Snowball real quick. And up from the ground, didn't know he was burrowed there, Spiky pops out, <laughs> blocks the candy, kind of hisses at you, like, come on. Oh. So do I take the threat as strain? Because that was very surprising. You take the threat as strain. All right. This causes a bit of a scene, shall we say. Can I make, like, a freight check? I mean... Yeah, I think so. A hunter-killer just sprang out of the ground, right at Lily, it seems. Yeah, short distance from Lily. Uh, yeah, make, like, three purples. <laughs> I like how you're having a serious conversation with the Queen of Blades, and I'm trying to sneak candy to a certain changeling. Three threats, but I have, like, five successes. You can take some strain. It's like, you realize, like, that's her hydralist friend, ex-boyfriend, whatever. I met Spiky. Yeah. Still scary. Yeah. And like, and that must be Snowball if there's some candy involved. Kerrigan, however, has taken note of this. And Lily's like looking at Spiky and is like, what? <laughs> Spiky's 
She didn't think it was a bad thing to give him candy. She just didn't want to do it in the middle of the distract everybody. Yes, there is the matter of the creature you call Snowball. One of my larvae who was mercilessly toyed with by the Confederacy and the Dominion. I do appreciate you rescuing him, as a matter of fact. Zagara mentioned how you took care of him as perhaps best you could. And Lily definitely, like, adjusts her collar when she starts talking about this confederate and whatever. Yes. I think she might have to crack her neck a little to ease some of that. I've run into some Cerberus technology from time to time. It is, frankly, no threat to me, but I hate to see it deployed against another Zerg. So, I thank you for what you've done. And I would like a vigilance check from you, Lily. Three purples. If I fail this, am I like, she's amazing? <laughs> Not quite. A failure and a threat. Okay. It is blazingly fast. You do not even notice it. Very suddenly, like like a bullet. Her hand moves. And there's... It looks like a hydra spine for a second, like right in front of you. You get a slightly closer look at it. You take a strain. Your heart's, heart's kind of pounding. Like, how did I not even see that coming? Like, is right by your foot. Right. She could have, like, put it through my heart. Yeah. It is actually, it looks kind of like a bony knife. Okay. There's clearly a handle that's kind of like Zerg carapacy. This was shot? In some fashion or another, yes. Okay, so the vigilance check meant that I didn't see it coming? You didn't see it coming at all. Is it like a gift? Is that what I'm getting? Or Yes, that's what she, like, I understand you're a fan of knives. Uh, does Lily remember her Thank you. (laughs) yeah and it is it's an incredibly sharp looking knife it's not made of metal okay it's clearly made of like zerg carapace but it's got a definite handle it's got a definite blade it's got a vaguely like purple sheen to it she's gonna pick it up yeah it's good balance i don't think lily's quite sure what all's going on right now but you know yeah maybe not the best knife right but it is looking extremely sharp it's a knife she doesn't have already, so, I mean... That is true. But she's not one to question a lot or make a lot of conversation about it, so she's just like, maybe she says, thank you, ma'am. And so what is this thing? It's just a knife? Zerg knife? Uh, we call it, like, a carapace knife. Okay. And... Got some pierce, does it? Yeah, so the damage is plus two, which is better than a normal knife. And we'll say it has pierce two and vicious one. Okay. She'll probably appreciate it a bit more when she's able to experiment with it. But at this point, she's just kind of like, what's going on? You're like, okay, got a knife. Traded candy for a knife. She's pretty sure if she makes it out of here alive, this is a good day. Yeah. Kerrigan turns again to look at you, Imogen. As for you... Don't think. Don't think. Don't think. There's something I could still use your assistance for. The two of you, really. But... But Zagara wants to kill you both, so... Yeah, but Zagara wants to kill you both, so we just gotta... <laughs> or at least you, tall one. Imogen wonders in her own mind whether this is related to Zagara not being able to find something. <laughs> what did Zagara not find? I don't know. We walked into the room and Queen of Blades was telling Zagara something along the lines of, like... Oh. You have keep to keep looking. looking. Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, is... like, And again, Lily, to you, this is just, like... Three-fourths of a conversation, mm-hmm. which is harder to track. I'm keeping an eye out for flying presents. Yeah, be on the lookout. 
Yes, this UED ghost is troublesome. It's particularly troublesome because you can sense Zerg approaching. But you two are not Zerg. We're not assassins either. I don't need you to assassinate him, and I'm not sure that you would have the capability, even if you wanted to. But if you can find him, distract him, we can take care of the problem. Don't know how. Do you feel remorse for him? Is that it? Do you want him to face a, a Dominion justice system? Do you think you can change his mind? No, what like Imogen thinks like, oh, this is more summary justice, just like Rainer's group. It's like, I don't expect that the, I only think he'll ever be put on trial in Dominion courts for like kidnapping and enslaving all those people. But at the same time, throwing somebody deserved to be murdered. This is like messes with Imogen's morals. Does, does. If he manages to contact the UED, they will have a full report on the true status of the sector and whatever capabilities he's managed to recover. The UED already has whatever knowledge their expeditionary force gained. How can you show me that the UED really is still a threat? She doesn't say anything. Instead, you feel a presence in your mind again. Ooh, I get a flashback. You get a, like a rush of visions. And it is like a jumble of like UED accents of either like people whose minds she has read in the past or directly interrogated. Like, it, the rush, like, pauses for a second, uh, and it must be some UED officer who is, like, re- trying to resist the interrogation and torture, and say, so, like, you don't even know. This wasn't even half. This wasn't even 10% of what we can do. That's not a very, uh, very good Russian accent there. Oh, this guy's not Russian, I guess. <laughs> He's under a lot of stress, so. Yes, you hear, this is not 10, it's not even 5%. You understand, this Protoss tech, it's good, but it's not military. We're, and the guy gets cut off. There's a huge rush of voices, UED soldiers, and then it pauses and it looks like another UED officer. You get like a slightly closer look at him and it actually, like you can tell, this is an infested Terran. He's a UED person who's been infested at this point. And he's like, yes, they will come with more preparations. Like we, I don't know if you have the forces to handle it. UED is very good at making war. Dominion they're still figuring it out. They don't have quite the base that we have. You are far away, but UAT, they don't take losing very well. Yet. They will come. And, like, he conjures up a, like, in your brain, there's this image of a fleet. You're familiar with, like, battle cruisers, you know what the Dominion fleet looks like. These ships look nothing like that. They look almost, they have some similarities to Protoss ships, like, you see shielding technology, you see a lot more energy weapons uh, than you've seen. Is it like a lot more of them and they're also bigger or? More of them, they're bigger, and you see them, it looks like they're pulling up to some, it, it's already a barren planet it looks like, but this Terran fleet like unleashes on a planet and glasses the world, which you've never heard of a Terran fleet have any capability to do that. You've only seen that with like a Protoss fleet. And then like kind of get sucked out of the, the mental uh, transmittal and Kerrigan. Do I get any sense of, like, this is all stuff she's learned only from UED people left over, or that she has also psionically done things across the distance back to Earth? Your sense is that this is locally gathered information. Some of it is from, like, interrogation. Some of it is from, like, she's recovered a lot of UED tech and things like that. Like, eventually pulls back out. It's like, and now you see what we're up against. If you can imagine Protoss technology levels... 
in the hands of barbaric Terrans. Kind of like a, a cool check or a discipline check or something. Like, yeah. She just did a major psychic download. I, I think discipline makes sense here. We'll, we'll set that at hard. And Imogen's thinking about how we need to update our business card if we take this job. Yeah. Lost and found and distraction for your shenanigans. Yeah. Okay, I have failed that check. You're just like, you're reeling this is like exhausting in a sense. Like it might even like, not like fall to your knee, but like you have to catch yourself for a second. Catch your breath. Like stumble back against a wall or something? Yeah. Well, I think that would get Lily's attention. Yeah, I mean, as far as you know, Lily, like something just happened to her. Yeah, I stumble back against the wall and I put a hand up to my head as the queen goes on talking about the UED. Yeah, she rants on about that a little bit more. Um, how close are we? Are we just right next to each other? You are right next to Imogen, yes. Okay, so then maybe I may just get more on alert again. Okay. Because I'm not quite sure what's going on. I'd probably look at Imogen, see what's going on with her. She seems like she's not doing well. Maybe it's the heat. <laughs> it's the heat. And yeah, Imogen sometimes just stares off into space. She doesn't have a bloody nose this time, though. Yeah. No, but I, no. I think she probably has, like, unfocused eyes. Like, she's, like, adjusting to, like, seeing the room again after, yeah. like, all those things just went through her head. Okay, then Lily might just be looking at her a little bit more just to kind of keep an eye on her. I think Lily probably thinks it's the heat. She doesn't know anything about the Queen of Blades and psionics and stuff like that. But it's really hot, so she gets that. <laughs> so she's just going to kind of keep an eye on Imogen, make sure she doesn't pass out or something. Right. I think... Kerrigan is like, gone on this is like, but that's all a problem down the line. Right now, we have one rogue UED ghost who can sense when my swarm is coming. Is that an unusual thing for ghosts to be able to do? He has a certain level of paranoia that most ghosts don't have. And frankly, most Dominion ghosts don't have the level of training and experience that he has. He is a true believer in UED ideology. Many Dominion ghosts, I don't know if you know this, a certain level of mental conditioning goes on. Trust me. It's the same as the Confederate program, same as everything before. You're rather lucky. Point being, he's paranoid. If you're going to approach him, you will need certain mental defenses. How does Imogen respond to this? Can you show me how to do that? I'm not going to force you to do anything. You two will agree to track down Neiman and lead the swarm to him. Sorry, my question was, can you show me how to do that? Oh, I, I think she's like, yes, if. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, the, the mental things you were sending, I wasn't getting. I apologize. I didn't make that fully clear. But she has to show me how to do this beforehand. Yeah, yes, obviously. At this point, Imogen turns to Lily and she says, how do you feel about that? He enslaved all those people we rescued from the rose mine. Let's but see. About unleashing the swarm on him. Yeah, Lily doesn't have a problem with that. I think that's what Lily says. I don't have a problem with that. All right. I mean, if you want to take this job, I think that's more of what she's thinking because it's, <laughs> you know, from her. Oh, we came here to get a job. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems kind of like a job. There's, I mean, it's a little bit out of what we normally do, but not that far. But I mean, you've done Zerg jobs before. It's called Lost and Found. This is a, a missing person job. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that Lily has any problems with it from a morality standpoint, considering him and what he did. But she, I think she still would leave it up to Imogen whether or not we want to take the job. Okay. <laughs> you know. 
Lily seems to have no qualms, and so Imogen turns back to the queen, and she says, we'll take the job. Very well. Just so you rest assurances, when we take him, we are not going to infest him. We are going to kill him. I will treat with you later. I have matters further to discuss. We will give you the information that we have. I will show you these defenses. But now you should rest somewhere cool. That would be Saffron, right? That would be Saffron. I don't even know what she's talking about with mental defenses, but I'm sure it'll come out. <laughs> That's the thing with Lily. She's like, I'm sure we'll figure it out later. Maybe, like, drink a milkshake too quick, you get an ice cream headache. Yeah. You drank a old Marsara too quick, you get your head on the table. Well... I mean, he is a ghost. She knows that. She knows that that's psionic, but she's not sure what we're going to do about it. But maybe the Queen of Blaine's knows something. Okay. I think that ends an encounter, uh, but you can roll cooler discipline to recover your strain. Yes. You catch back up with Aiden and Ted. Yeah, they have some old, like, salvage piece of Dominion tech that can, like, read and play this. And Ted goes to take that to Kerrigan. Aiden continues walking with you two. As you're walking away, you can... Your Ted like, all right, well, let's just let's just play it, and like, of course, play it. Then the sound of something smashing. Yes, and then you hear the sound of something metallic and Dominion-like technology getting smashed to pieces. That's what happened the last one. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a rough day for her. Jimmy did the same thing. You know, that's true. I she uh, that was a harsh memory for her. How are you, sister? What do you think of her? I think she's angry. I mean, she's not quite the same as Sally McGee. It's not where your head is. No. No, sister. Sector-wide warfare. Beyond the sector. Civilizations clashing with each other and eradicating each other along the way. I appreciate your trying to lighten things. Aye. Look, it's a little bit bigger stakes than trying to avoid getting in a scrape down an alleyway on Umotra. Trying not to get caught by Uncle Leo. It's not just the security forces here. Nah, sister. I... Trying to do what I can. Trying to help out. I recognized I may have let myself just get by. So I appreciate you reminding me. Gotta do my part. She's got sweeping ambitions, but... She's got a lot done. Someone needs to remember if there's normal people in this sector as well. The need to survive all this, or what's it all for? And that's Protoss and Terran and Zerg. Aye, but uh, kind of looks around. None of us, I don't think, are those normal people. No, but do what you can for them. For the people like Manda. Aye, we should do it for Manda. They were cut out for a different life than that. But you'll uh you'll do the job then you'll you'll track down that ghost. Aye, it's what we do. Lost and found, huh? Found you, didn't we? That you did. I much appreciated. Uh, I'm always getting myself into trouble. I don't think that's ever gonna change, sister. Being part Zerg or not. Aye, some things don't change. I'll let you get into your cool ship, because I imagine the heat is getting to you mighty fierce. I'll be there for you when you need me, brother. And I for you. And she uh, puts aside her disquiet at his transformation to give him a hug. Okay. He definitely gives you a hug. It is not like, you know, a real tight hug, I don't think. Because he is like, you can tell, like, bony, hard carapace. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your brother was never particularly athletic. But like, it's not even like muscle. It's just like, it's like hugging someone wearing a suit of armor. Mm -hmm. Clank, clank. Yeah, it's just a little unsettling. Yes, you were able to get back to your ship. I don't know how much you want to play out Kerrigan teaching you how to do this mental defense or whoever she sends in her stead. Well, if she's sending somebody else in her stead, I'd like to know who that is and stuff like that. There's nothing else on Char I have planned. Okay, then 
I think I need a montage. Okay, I think it is a montage and that like initially Blight shows up oh, at the door. God. Blight. Yes. It's just like, brain, make it a maze. They get lost inside. Nowhere to go. You, try on me now. Like, just give me a roll of your psionics to read minds. What are, what are we doing? I, is Lily involved? Yeah, what is Lily doing during this? No, no, I mean, like, is Lily, are they trying to train Lily? Because she's just like, what are we doing? They're not trying to train uh, Lily, necessarily. Oh, okay. So, before Blight shows up, we're, we're taken back to our ship, and we're allowed to rest. Yeah. Are there questions that Lily has for Imogen? That is a completely fair question. I don't know that she knows a lot of what went on. You know what? Lily does have one. She's like, why do you think she's so big? <laughs> Should make a knowledge zerg check? I mean, yeah, make a daunting knowledge zerg check for purpose. Can we use the database? Yes, you can use the database. That will help you. And you have Imogen's intelligence, so give yourself a green die. Okay. About like, how did the Zerg infestation affect the Queen of Blades this way when it clearly doesn't do this for other infested Terrans? I totally am going to upgrade. Go for it. Lily is just so, like, baffled by this. So, it was a triumph, a failure, and a threat. So I don't get the answer for this, I guess. You don't get the general answer of, like, how did she get to be so big? Other than, like, infestation affects different people differently. Mm -hmm. You have a triumph. You do know or learn or have heard. Her infestation was not typical. Okay. It was specifically engineered by, like, the Zerg Overmind to uh, produce this creature that you have now. Oh, is she supposed to be a queen of some sort? Uh, after a fashion. Okay. She was supposed to be one of the Overmind's more independent, powerful agents. And she was. Is that to deal with Protoss? You are not sure what the purpose was other than an opportunity. The Overmind didn't normally have access to a Terran ghost that was compatible in this level. Okay. Okay. So that is really what Lily asks. And then after that, I mean, I don't know that she really picked up enough. Yeah, I mean, like, she's got this bony wings. Yeah. That's not normal. Your familiarity... No, but Aiden seems like he's gotten some extra stuff. Yeah, he's got some, like, bone gross occurring, but not, like, wings. He's not He's not any taller. Yeah, I think it was the size differential that surprised her because, I don't know, it sounds painful to her, I think. So that's really what her question is. Uh, yes, it was probably really painful. Yeah, I think that's really the only thing Lily ponders. And then after that, she investigates this knife. <laughs> Imogen is curious about your knife as well. And she also thinks aloud a little bit about where they could start in terms of trying to track down Neiman. That Cerberus base, that was self-destructed. So there's no leads there. But there could be other Cerberus facilities that might be buried in Lily's mind or in the records from the toaster that he might've known about that he might have access to. Okay, that's a really good point. Do you have his number still? <laughs> uh, Imogen- Fried the comm? Stabbed it with a soldering iron in a fit of pique. Yeah, I don't think you have that anymore. Ah, okay. Cause like he gave you a special comm, I think to call him. Yeah, and it had a tracker in it. Yeah, and you weren't happy about that. That was part of the problem. Yeah, so, so Imogen is kind of like thinking a lot about our, how are we going to tackle this job and, and stuff like that. And, uh, and Lily's looking at a knife. 
Mm-hmm. It is really, really sharp. Like you test it out on some things, it cuts like butter. But through anything or just what it cuts? Uh, just what it cuts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you recognize the pierce qualities in it. Okay, okay. And that it leaves a nasty, nasty cut. And then out of the blue, Lily just says, I mean, maybe we can lure him to us. She's like stabbing a piece yeah, of paper. I have an idea of how. I don't know what he needs or what he wants. Imogen now starts wondering about broadcasting because like Malorn has talked about like cyanics like leaking and like cyanics leaving a trail and becoming more noticeable and now Imogen is wondering like is there something she can do to like let Neiman know where they are kind of. Goad him into coming out or something. Yeah. That's an interesting idea because then you don't have to go to him and deal with whatever he's set up. Right. You have control of the situation. Yeah, and it might be like, we've demonstrated that we have information that he wants. We have a whole adjutant full of information he might care about. Ooh, you do. We have Cerberus records that maybe he was never able to access, but that's that's like psionically trying to reach out to him, or trying to psionically leak information at the right target. Like, that might be something to talk to him about. I mean, you could try to approach it like you're trying to cut a deal with him. Yeah, and be like, oh, we've got this stuff. Like, you were interested in it. Can we sell it to you? Yeah, like, you don't need to kidnap anybody. We can just sell you this stuff. Yeah. That might be a believable angle. And, I mean, I would still want psionic shielding for firewalling purposes. Yeah. But that that could be an approach. Like, wow, that's a brilliant idea, Lily. <laughs> I figure she's used tapping on her survival skills. That's true. Don't go chasing after prey. Make the prey come to you. Particularly when you're the person that's just flushing them out. And she's trying to stab the knife through a beer can. Right on through. (laughs) Beer everywhere. Oh, man. I was thinking an empty one. Oh, okay, sure. Or maybe she drinks out of the hole. Oh, it's like a keg? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So she's like saying these things that sound smart, but then what she's doing doesn't look very smart. (laughs) Yeah, so you're, like, messing around with the knife and the beer cans and everything, and light shows up outside, and and Imogen's like, so you'll just entertain yourself then? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. She's really enthralled with what else she can do with this knife now. Spinning it. Yeah. And then Imogen goes out, and Blight tells her to make a maze. Make your mind into a maze. Your thoughts jumbled, disorganized, easy to pick off. Make my mind a maze? Observe. As he takes one of his tentacles and it points at his head. Oh, look inside. So make your psionic roll to read a mind. The read surface thoughts level? The read surface thoughts, but now there is a red die instead of one of the purples. Mechanically, it's upgrading the difficulty. He's just demonstrating how it works. So he's wanting you to see what it's like to try to read someone's mind to as this sort of defense. Okay. So he's not showing me how to build it. He's showing me this is what defended territory is like. He's first showing you, like, what it looks like. Okay. What it looks like is failure with three advantages. I can't read that mind. Yeah, well, you get a clue. You start to go in, but it, it is like getting lost. So, like, you think there's a well, there's some ideas over there, but there's not. And you come back over here, and there's not. You never really get to, like, the surface thought. But this is not the same thing as the wall that is the Kala. No, it is not like that. If you ask him about, like, so it's not like a wall, he's like, no. No, it is a hedge. Walls can be broken. Walls invite hammers. Mazes frustrate, distract, delay. Mazes can be further constructed. 
Once there is a break in your wall, making the wall higher does not help. Someone starts to find their way in the maze, you make the maze more complicated. Okay, so someone could think they're making forward progress moving through this maze when all they're doing is going further and further down the wrong way. Another dead end. Make an average check to like upgrade the difficulty once of your psionic defenses. There is one threat, but it is success of the triumph. One of the classic bloody nose situation. So a wound. Yes, and you realize this is sort of like when you got lost in Lily's head. Oh, yes. That was like a, a maze, but it was like a maze with very large open spaces. There was no wall, but you weren't anywhere productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, you actually take to it very quickly. Blight is even impressed. Offer on table still. I think so. He's like, after this mission, Terran required for this. Meet success. You can have place and swarm. Rejoin your brother. He will take you to dinner. <laughs> Why does Imogen get asked out by all the crazy guys? He doesn't even eat dinner. That's interest right there. Uh, so yes, you have now gained this spell of, we can define the exact mechanics of it at another time, but sort of two purples, you can upgrade the difficulty of psionic assaults that are coming in at you for the rest of the encounter, but that is an action if you're in some sort of social combat situation, and that takes two strain. Regarding this triumph, I think you, Imogen, you get a little more insight into how the Zerg psionic network works a little bit. That, like, it's not based on, like, building walls that are very carefully architected like this. It's sort of like an emergent complexity kind of problem. That needs to be defined. Take some actually relatively simple rule, like, add this turn in your maze, and execute it many, many, many times in slight, with very slight variations. Fractally? Yes. Something like that. Whereas, like, where you've encountered with the Protoss is sort of very, like, regimented. There's the wall of the Kala. Okay. So just you get a little bit more of an appreciation for the differences and how their psionic networks work. This makes me wonder if there's any like native Terran psionic tradition or whether the first psionic stuff done by Terrans was influenced by one of these two. Historically, I think people in your in the sector believe that ghosts or psionic abilities first emerged when Terrans landed in this sector. But this was before they met the Protoss. Absolutely, yes. But at the same time, UED has ghosts, so. Right. But the increased psionic activity of humans here seems to be related to all the best being floating around. That's very much a possibility. So you don't know exactly what all the mechanics are. Okay. Uh, I think at that point, it's getting to be time to, like, go. Aiden says his goodbyes. They have some information for you. Not a lot, unfortunately. Uh, it's a lot of stuff you already know about, like, when he was at this facility. They have a little bit more intel on like how long he had Zagara there, and they suspected that he was going to try to hit a Dominion facility just to get more information on where Cerberus might be. Okay. So like they can give you the name of that Dominion facility, which is on Court Hall. Does it conveniently hold a whole bunch of political prisoners? You know what? <laughs> yes, actually. Because it holds like Confederate prisoners, too. People who were Confederates. Okay. And so you know what? The Yeah, alright, so here's what it is. They think that there is a some person who is affiliated with Cerberus who's being held in this prison. Oh, that like scientist-y guy. Very possible. Okay, and they're in for like, do they have information about the facility? Not a lot, no. They know it's a Dominion prison. It is underground. Jimmy told us that the one that, that they would go after ultimately was underground. Yeah. But did he say where it was? No. So yeah, it's on Core Hall, which makes it extra hard for Jim. 
Okay, but like not in August grad. No, not in August grad. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably plenty of places that are more isolated, especially on a desert planet. They just need their version of New Mexico or Area 54 or whatever. Yeah, but you don't know, like, it's possible Neiman has already hit this because this was like months ago. Right. But that's that's sort of like where the trails left off. All right, I'm not sure how to use that information to combine multiple things, but... I mean, you might be able to go there, find out more about that prisoner, like, did he go missing, whether any Dominion reports about who came to find him. Yeah, and then we might be able to provide information to the raiders. Yeah, it, it might be more of a support role. Like, we told you that we could help with reconnaissance of this thing, and we went and we did it on spec. Yeah, I think that, that would make sense. So what I might want to do then is I might want to try to find out from Jimmy or Matthew or whoever, who are the actual political prisoners in there that they are specifically interested in. Okay. Because if we have an opportunity and we're going and we're going to try and find out about the Cerberus stuff, it would help to know specifically who the Raiders care about. Good to know. Did the Raiders give us another job or are we just, is this political prisoner? So yeah, so Lily wandered off to get drinks for us while um, okay. while Imogen and Jimmy were discussing political things. But part of that political things was there is a bunch of political prisoners that essentially would be part of like an emergent government after the fall of okay. These are the people who are the minds. And Imogen told Jimmy, when you guys are going to make your move on that prison, let us know. Okay. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where... You're not going to be expected to help do the prison break itself. But I thought, like, we might be able to provide, like, sensor sweep information or things like that. Okay. Yeah, but some, like, initial scan, and it's like, you don't even need to be there, like, when it happens, necessarily. But, like, some reconnaissance would be helpful. Because it's hard for them to go and stay in Port Hall for a long time. Right. Okay. Aiden says his goodbyes. Yep. We should stay for longer. You can give me a call if he needs me. He sees, like, the setup you have. Oh, that's a, a bit fancier than uh, I and Blake could figure out how to put together. <laughs> At great distance, we had to make it happen on Tarsonis while we were here on Char. And be swallowed. Well, that part's easy. That's the Bane to They swallow and then they explode. Don't get near the acid. Trust me. He wishes you well. You guys blast off in the atmosphere. Uh, Snowball did not sneak aboard, thankfully. <laughs> did Snowball come to visit? Uh, Snowball does come to visit uh, while you're playing with the, a knife. And Spiky is there, like, chaperoning. Spiky looks miserable. <laughs> Just like, this kid. But he won't let me give him candy, huh? No, but he won't let you. Like, he has a duty he's got to do. Okay, but... But no, Aunt Lily will just feed you candy. True. But she owes Ted some Powerade, so she'll make sure he gets that. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, yeah, Ted Ted will say his goodbyes as well. Okay. Uh, you know, thanks. You know, I... Hey, hey, let's let's drink some right now. Or if you want to drink a beer, that's, that's fine, too. Power eight? Sure. He cracks it open. That is really good. I mean, it seems alright. Yeah, you you might be onto something. I mean, she did drink up pretty heavily the other night. Oh, that was actually several nights ago, because that was back at Lee Jane's place. She probably had some already then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for hangovers. Yeah, Ted is actually really impressed. Like, this, I don't know, this might be useful kind of like uh, for short bursts of speed in a way. Certain sort of creatures. Always like you think, <laughs> but she doesn't say it. <laughs> oh man, it makes my teeth hurt. I think my teeth regrow now. Anyway, see you around. Thank you, thank you very much, little guy. Sorry for the way we uh, parted earlier. Don't even worry about it. 
now that she knows that he destroyed the thing and then became infested from it. Yep. <laughs> Spikey eventually like gathers up Snowball, who's just having fun back in the science vessel. Gives you a high five. Yeah. I guess I give Snowball a little high five. Do you try to sneak Snowball one more candy? Yeah. <laughs> give me a skullduggery <laughs> of uh, three purples. Spikey is on guard. And this is where I die. <laughs> you just lose a hand. It's fine. One advantage, one triumph, and two failures. Okay. Spikey manages to stop you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like He intercepts it again, but instead of him like swatting it to the ground... He eats it. He eats it accidentally. And for a second, he's like choking. And he's like... <sighs> he like he holds out his claw. <laughs> he wants more. I give him a handful. As you ruin all Zerg. You get them all addicted to candy. Oh, because I didn't just get the Protoss all addicted to beer. Yep. <laughs> it's definitely in keeping with Lisa. Nutritional warfare. She shows her true Confederate side of getting them hooked on sugar and alcohol. It's true. This is Lee June. It's like, sweet tea. She's like, sure, how about some candy? <laughs> they say they arise, blast off, and you're not even quite out of the system when you get a video call from one Solendis. Midget Owendor, Lily Washington, are you well? Hi. She looks at you, uh, Lily. Ah, uh, yes, ma'am. That is good to hear. Didn't know it was going to be such an important question. <laughs> Just a certain formalities he has to go through. Yeah, yeah. Check. We had earlier spoken about, for lack of a better term, jobs you might assist us with in your lost and found corporation. Is there something you need recovered now? There is. We need to recover the control crystal from a Dragoon core. Dragoon, if you're not aware, Lily, you probably are, is a Protoss robot of sorts that houses a fallen warrior so that he may continue to fight. Is that in the control crystal? After a fashion, yes. The control crystal is an important component to this. We are in the unfortunate situation where we have plenty of fallen warriors, but very few control crystals. So every one that we can recover is one more soldier who can keep fighting, who can keep earning honor. One of our dragoons was killed and worse, taken in, not just blown up, by some pirates, Terran pirates we gather, not part of the Dominion or other organized group, at a place called Iceberg Station. You being Terran have a better chance of being able to get on there and recover it peacefully. Mm-hmm. We will, of course, pay you an appropriate currency for this task. How recent is your intel on this station? We believe they captured it and headed that direction a month or two ago. If it is destroyed, that is most regrettable. And at that point, we would take a retributive stance. But they seemed unusual that they were recovering. Perhaps they think they can study the technology, but sadly it will be beyond their capabilities. Or they were commissioned to do it. Commissioned? pirates with that organized. We have some knowledge of that space station and... Oh, good. It's not currently being run by Terrans. Has it been taken over by Zerg? No. She narrows her eyes at you. You speak plainly, Imogen Owendor. Our information is that the Taldarim are running it. Her eyes glow more intensely for a moment at the mention of the Taldarim. And that the Terrans there are working for them. Should have suspected Taldarim they want to try to reverse engineer their own dragons. Send these pirates out to do it. No, they no shame. 
then it's even more imperative that we recover it. But the Taldarim are there, that makes this considerably more dangerous. I don't know if I can in good conscience ask you to do that. Oh, we're going to do it. We said we would. You are a most honorable person. The sudden change in situation would be a acceptable reason to back out of the deal. Do you have a plan for recovering this? Do you have any more information on it? What's the size of it? It is actually relatively large. The Well, the dragoon itself. The control crystal is not large. If you could recover the entire dragoon shell, that would be even better, but the control crystal is what we need most. The dragoon shell's not going to fit in saffron. No, probably not. Well, it might fit in pieces, and that would be acceptable. They are more unwieldy than they are bulky. Large legs, sizable central core. But if it's already in pieces of the legs and the core... I was thinking of these as like Imperial Walker type things. Are they... They're not They're not that scale, no. Just like SCV suit type things? Like the size of a car, or maybe a, a siege tank, in terms of the amount of space they take up. But they're probably, they don't weigh as much as a tank. Okay, and she knows that these pirates operating out of Iceberg Station took it, but did she have any information about the size of their force or like what their ship was like? They actually don't have information on their ship. They said they took us by surprise. It was very unlikely. Did not think they had that kind of cloaking technology. They do say it was relatively small but well-equipped pirate force with EMP capabilities. And cloaking. And cloaking. It was most unsettling. So if they were working with Taldarim, that would be less of a surprise. That is correct. Let me rephrase it. No, she doesn't say EMP. They had uh, lockdown rounds to fully disable a mechanical, electromechanical device. Keep it from moving. They use that in a dragoon. For all we know, the warrior is still active within the crystal. Though if they were doing a full reverse engineering, I'd be very surprised if he was still alive. Okay, so like the soul of the fallen Protoss is somehow bound in the crystal. After a fashion, yes. It is what is required to bind him. But if he dies properly, shall we say, then there is in general nothing left of him in the crystal. Some Protoss believe that they leave some mark, and if a new warrior takes up a shell, he will inherit some of the memories of the original owner, but we do not have any scientific evidence for that. So let me ask you this, and I'm sorry if it's insensitive, but if the Taldarim have already put one of theirs inside this control crystal, is it still of value to you? It is, as long as they have not broken it. And I doubt in the short time span they will be able to have reverse engineered it. They may be getting close, though. And it depends if any of their warriors have fallen. Although, I don't know if one of them would volunteer or be forcibly sacrificed. Well, if they're collecting them with the intent to make dragoons, they're gonna have to get somebody in them eventually. Indeed. But I am very gracious that you have agreed to attempt to recover this. Do not put your life on the line. If it gets too dangerous... For your non-warrior status. Yes. Raise the alarm with me and I will send in a strike force and simply wipe them out. Oh, so do you have some sort of emergency communications you want us to employ? No, no, no. It's like, call me and raise the alarm. It's not a formal call this number to initiate a strike. And it's not like we'll be standing nearby and then we'll swoop immediately in. It's just like we'll file away that we need to go destroy that place. They will make all haste to get there, but it's not going to be five minutes out. Okay. It's more like if you cannot recover this, we don't want them to have it. We will strike at them as best we can. Okay. So withdraw and we'll smash. 
Yes, get clear. We would not want to strike while you are still on the station. I appreciate that. Not everyone's so gracious. I thank you again for your willingness to assist us in this matter. Taldream in particular are always looking over their shoulder, watching for us as we attempt to stop them from pilfering our technology. It's unfortunate that they have commandeered your fellow Terrans home, but they are pirates. They <laughs> trade in that life. Thank you again. I look forward to hearing from you and reuniting with our brethren. How are the tigers doing? They are adjusting. This planet is not their native home, as you know. So we have to keep them inside in a simulated environment. The tigers could be doing better. Our warriors are improving somewhat, though. It is good for them. And the warrior you recovered from Antigua is also starting to make some recovery, we have heard. That's good to hear. He is leading a different kind of life now, and I think it's, it is going to be difficult, but there are people who at least can understand him. I'm glad. Thank you again. She leaves off with some strange Protoss saying, she's like, Ntaro Tassadar. Scribble that down to look up later. Yeah. I'll say it to the Malor and it'll turn around and slap me. Probably. Uh, yes, that is, I think, a good place for us to end. We can pick up with you getting on Malorn's ship. Alright, I think you guys can collect 15 experience. Cool. For, you know, surviving an encounter with the Queen of Blades. Got to catch up with Snowball. Spread the bad nutritional habits to another whole other species. Yep, yep. It might be good for them. Maybe. You get another call from Kerrigan like, All of my Zerg teeth are rotting. What is this? So what type of food or drink can you provide to the UED Ooh. to make them... Oh, vodka. I mean, they already consume vodka, though. It needs, it needs to be something new. <laughs> Is there some Emojin super healthy thing but would be super bad for them? Or if they just ate this healthy thing, they'd stop being such jerks? Oh, Goji okay. berries. All right. Looks like Emojin smoothies it is. listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.